You're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Well, hey, and welcome back to Boggy Talk. We're back. We're back. The back boys again. are back. back yeah, we need, some, we need some welcome back theme music. Welcome to season two. Shady's uh, back. Were you called Slim Shady in high school? So I, was, I wasn't quite so slim in high school. Really? So it wouldn't have fit. I was. I mean, I was a um, probably a late bloomer when it came. I See, was, I'm the opposite. I'm kind of portly now, and I was slim. <laughs> I back was then. pretty husky. Really? Until like probably like my junior year. Then I finally like grew into my. I grew yeah. into my weight. <laughs> ah, that's so crazy. I actually, I, I grew into my bones because I wear the same size pants. And just you know, speaking of boggy talk. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, yeah. Husky. 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 That is such an embarrassing word. Like, but like that was my son. My son needs the sixteen huskies. But that was like I remember being in a store in time. Why like we had to shop? Like yeah, I like guess that would not fly. I guess 20, chunky would be worse in the twenty twenties. No. That wouldn't fly. They know they still are. They do that. They're husky. Oh, you know, my well, my eight year old. It's okay. Well, husky. our kids, our kids are they take after uh, Christy in terms of their frame and they yeah. do not need huskies. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, it is uh, great. Uh, thank you. Uh, well. I'm 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 out of practice here. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We're just kicking off uh, week uh, one of a new series. But before that, we just want to share uh, some of the things that have been going on. We took a break for the summer and we're back. So, hey, what did you do with all this yeah. extra time? You know, that you I, I will say it's kind of strange that we started Boggy Talk during the COVID pandemic right. because uh, we realized a, a need to connect with people more yeah. and also speak more to um, just some issues, issues that we don't cover on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And... We left Boggy Talk this summer, and we're like, okay, hey, COVID's kind of gone. It's kind of gone. And and now it's now back. It's back. Speaking of being back, season, yeah. COVID season two. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. And it's, it is. it's scary, it legitimately. It things, for yeah. sure. Anyway, we all like... That's that's how people talk about COVID too. We like joke and they get it's serious. Like, uh, as it we, is. Yeah, it's such a. It it's is. Real. It, re- it is real. It it's is real. A, a downer. And yeah. kids being back in school, that's, you know, that... I went on vacation. Yes. While uh, I was out, yes. I read some books. I got, I'm starting, you know, working on my doctorate, writing a paper, writing a paper. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that, but um, what'd you do, man? We also uh, had a week off, went on vacation, went to the mountains, which was great, except for a accident one of our kids had and sliced open his foot, kind of changed our plans for the week, but it was still... Family size uh, odds you know, are against like, you. Exactly. Somebody's going to get hurt <laughs> yeah. at some point. Yeah, somehow. you just like, embrace it as you go. <laughs> exactly. You just roll with it. Like, of course, you know, I, I think next vacation, we're just going to budge that into the vacation budget is ER copay, you know? <laughs> That's, like, That's good. That's good. Um, we just need to budget that in. Yeah. And uh, just some downtime, which was nice. I think uh, after this, you know, the school year ending, and it was a, it was a shorter summer, but in yeah. some ways it felt longer <laughs> because it was. was it was just, it was hot. And yeah, we, but we just had some good family time. You know, you nice. know, I think we should just spend the next 30 minutes talking about our summers. I think that's yeah. what everybody wants Everyone's, to hear Everyone just wants just to go back to summer at this point. Because yeah. now, yeah. now that school's in for a month, uh, I'm kind of ready. Like, you know, we were like so ready for school to start. And now I'm like, oh, when's it, when's it going to yeah. end already? But, but we need, we need to embellish our summers. Like we're celebrity preachers that's right. and not just like 
I went on a trip with my wife and you went on, like we went to Paris and then we were preaching at this conference in Sydney and our way back on the airplane, it was about to crash. And then, um, you know, we led somebody Lord, even though they're all flying first class, we're not sitting next to anyone. It is funny and maybe people listening (laughs) won't understand this, but it's funny. Like when you go to conferences, like pastor conferences, like the pastors who share stories about sharing their faith, it's always like, I was, I was taking an Uber and I just, that's the new airplane. Yeah. Yeah, I was taking an Uber. I was, I'm like, but who did you do that with like where you live? And they like all their stories about random chance thing, which is great. And yeah, yeah. I believe, well, you know, I, that should, hopefully they're true and they're not in belt, but you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a subject of another buggy talk. And it's because Mustafa, who they say is the name of their Uber driver. <laughs> you cannot contact him and verify that this guy. Right. And so, Lord. yeah, anyway, that's, that is, yeah. But if we were, yeah, we were, we're I still was, as salty as ever. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> season two, saltier than season. And, and I just like made people's ears in their car uh, ah, burst. What's going on? Okay. Yeah, but we are, you know, we're in full swing of school year and our kids are doing flag football and chorus and band. And so, you know, the they say the days are long, but the years are short. And um, right now the That's days true. are really, really, are really, really long. long. Uh, and the, the years are short because we do they sense are. that They're urgency. Short, but man. yeah, well, we are diving into uh, a new uh, four-week series here, coinciding with our teaching series on Sunday morning about fear. Uh, and we just felt as we were preparing things for Sunday morning. There's a lot to talk about here. As we continue going through books of the Bible, uh, we're in uh, Mark chapters 5 and 6. Uh, this began with the end of chapter 4, talking with the story of uh, Jesus calming the storm. Uh, and really, we just thought, hey, there's there's a lot more to unpack. And so we wanted to spend some time on Boggy Talk talking about fear because also noticing that fear is just a word that's out there a lot right now. And so we implored our exhaustive research method. Exhaustive research. Of Googling, what are people afraid of? What are people afraid of? And then we found several articles of like what children are afraid (laughs) of. We're like, hey, that actually is pretty thematic for like, like these are things that adults are kind of afraid of, but in a, you know, in a more, uh, a metaphorical way. So uh, a little more complicated here and there. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to talk about something. So, uh, what are the things that kids are afraid of? Yeah, so I think the top things were uh, strange noises. Yes. Monsters. Yes. Um, I forget the fourth one. <laughs> I do too. And the dark. And the dark. Which so is you're going to want to stay tuned. for Mask. For we, mask, mask. That's mask, right. That's, yes, which that's is what, weird and ironic in our But it's so climate. true because uh, I remember one of our kids. DeSantis' like, kids are afraid of masks. <laughs> <laughs> Those kinds of masks. I remember like uh, one of our kids, their favorite book was Clifford growing up. Oh, and okay. so they were having like Clifford Day at the, no, the, don't, the library. No, don't, don't. And so we went and they had someone dressed up as Clifford and I think that people across the Atlantic Ocean heard this child scream. <laughs> it's like, oh this goodness. is your favorite character. And as a parent, you're like, this is going to be great. And a giant big red dog is yes, a little scary. It's sabotage. Boba, <laughs> and it was in Crestview, so I'm sure it wasn't the highest quality of uh, big red dog. No offense to our no friends. No offense to. Yeah, I would have said the same for Niceville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, it was, yeah, masks. So yeah. today we're talking about. Um, the dark, but really, as we talk about before, we talk about the dark. You know, talking about fear. I think um, you know, as, as a pastor, as a worship pastor, I notice. You know, I'm paying attention to the lyrics that we're singing. And there's a lot of songs 
recently to talk about fear and mm. God overcoming our mm. fear. We could trust mm -hmm. him with our fear. Uh, in fact, I looked it up and um, CCLI, which is kind of like this Christian publishing, uh, I just typed in the word like songs about fear. There were 16,000 uh, songs that Actually, had that's like a couple. That's a few. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and we sing all of them. No, but yeah. I, you know, and we see, I think recently, you notice a lot of people with signs that say, you know, fear or faith over fear. And mm. there's lots mm. of this talking. No I'm like, fear. We should no come fear. up with that. We yeah. should go <laughs> trademark that right now. Remember that? that? No fear. Oh that man. Like that was nineties. That was when was you were called not slim shady. That's right. <laughs> I was like, Hey, I know fear. Uh, and yeah. then there was like Christian went no fear too. I'm sure I'm there sure. was because the nineties was the of decade of, Hey, that's a popular trend in the culture. Let's make a Christian. You know, you know, you know, what's so interesting about this is that we live in like the most secure time ever. I mean, there's no serious war threat right now. I mean, in our country, you know, there's no people have security in their homes. I mean, mm -hmm. like we have the ring app and like that, if you told me I was going to have that when I was a kid, <laughs> you would be like, I don't understand what you're talking oh, I'm about. I'm going to be a billionaire then, right? <laughs> that's, right like, yeah. that's something that like Richie Rich right, had. <laughs> that's right. Man, all these 90 references. But, yeah, we're showing uh, Yeah. But anyway, um, so, so it's all these people are afraid more than ever possibly mm -hmm. in the midst of great security. And, right. and it really reveals, I think, deep rooted issues in people, you know, and, and particularly issues that maybe from childhood that haven't even fully been, you know, dealt with or been faced. Exactly. And so when we're talking about like the, the faith over fear, I think that gets used a lot. Like right now it's like, I think it's being, a, that phrase is being misused by a lot of people yeah, who are right. just like using it as I'm going to live and do whatever I want to and not, I'm going to pretend that COVID isn't real and just have faith over fear. And I'm going to mock yeah. people who are actually, you know, are taking it seriously. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like things like worry, anxiety, the unknown things right. that yeah. we really are that we maybe can't articulate that that is uh, what we are afraid of. Um, yeah. we talk about fears, people are like, yeah, I'm afraid of snakes or I'm afraid of spider or heights. But when we get down to like root behaviors, like why we act the way we act, why we do the things we do, a lot of it really is rooted right. in fear. Uh, and so uh, yeah. today we're talking about the fear, fear of the dark, because that is a real fear for kids and, and for adults. Uh, well, and when we talk about dark, why is the dark so scary? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you kind of hit, hit on this in terms of, you know, talking about uncertainty and unknown. I think, you know, for a child, you open your eyes in the middle of the night and you can't see anything around you. Yeah. And you're just kind of lacking security footing. Um, you know, don't, it's not clear to how to get where you want to go next, like all those things in a very simplistic way. But I think when we talk about as adults, that, that fear often stays with us, the fear of the dark. Now, I mean, if I was in pitch black dark, I would, yeah. in an uncertain place, I would mm -hmm. still be a little <laughs> afraid. Like, oh, I mean, going to grab you. Yeah. going to do something. Yeah. Or I'm going to, I mean, more so I'm going to step on yep. something like a moron that I am and, you know, hurt myself. Break your leg. And yep. afraid my wife's going to yell at me afterwards. But that's another fear. We'll talk about that later. But um, I think a lot of people are afraid of this uncertainty, this unknown, this darkness metaphorically in their lives. I think that is exactly it. Like the, the dark is unknown. It's things around us that, and it really is, it comes back to, I think, a we aren't in control. We like to right. be in control. We like to predict things. We like to know that things are sure. And really nothing is sure in the future. Yeah. Uh, only the Lord knows uh, the future. We can do things that might set up uh, circumstances that make it, make it slightly more predictable. But even that it's 
out of our hands. And right. so that feeling of, of being overwhelmed, of being um, out of control really is what the dark does to us. It, for a child, it's like, I, like you said, I don't know where I am. I don't know why I can't see. Um, and, uh, you know, that's hard to deal with as an adult. Yeah. But, you know, being cautious about uncertainty, the dark, I mean, that's a good thing, right? Like right. You if you wake up. up in the middle of the night and it's dark and you're in your yeah. cabin on your vacation or whatever, yeah. like it's good that you're taking slow steps. Right. You're putting, I mean, like, so, so, so I think like the overreaction and, you know, is to be like, don't be afraid at all. You know, faith <laughs> no over fear. fear. Like, yeah. I do think it's wise that, you know, the b- b- beginning of this pandemic, we, you know, we're like, look, we don't know what's going on. Right. Like, we need to be cautious. I mean, whether or not we, you know, we're not going to get into the nuances of that. But uh, I think anytime something new is being introduced into your life or you're moving into middle school, you're moving into high school, you're moving to college, you're taking a new job, you know, you're moving to a place, like, it's okay to be cautious. Yeah. But, but we can't, we can't practically speaking, and then specifically as Christians, we can't let that darkness, that unknown, that uncertainty, for lack of a better word, paralyze us from moving forward. Yeah, pra- that's a great word, but you can't paralyze us. I think what we do in uncertainty, uh, I think, you know, different people have different reactions. Some people are fine, like, hey, I just rolled the dice, and let's go. And some people, it can be paralyzing mm-hmm. because you don't want to get it wrong. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to get hurt. And so what that can do is lead you to not do anything and be passive right. about things, which isn't good or healthy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like analysis paralysis. Like you just analyze and analyze and you have all these options. And I think a lot of people live here and I think I could probably identify times in my own life when I do that. It's like, you think of every possible outcome and then you don't do anything because you're mm-hmm. afraid of some of those outcomes. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what the dark does to us. You can go left, you can go right. Uh, but either, either one has danger. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the kind of life God calls us right. to. That's really not, you know, when we talk about faith over fear, like the walk of faith is saying, Jesus, I can, I trust that you are the light, you know, like he says, he is the, he is the light of the world. Like, you know, his word, Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light yeah. in my path. And I will hide your word in my heart. So I won't sin against you. Like that's, that is the illuminating the path. Right. Um, and that's, it's not necessarily easy to do that. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're really transitioning as well to okay. So, what do we do if we're mm-hmm. in these times of uncertainty? You know, when I when I was a kid, I loved those which way books. Do you remember those? Like, like if you know, choose your own adventure, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to jump off the building, go to page ninety three. <laughs> yes. If you want to, you know, and and really life and you're is you're like you die. Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I died a lot in those books, but. Um, you know, that's really what life is. You don't mm-hmm. know. And so, you know, the Bible uses this imagery often about paths of you just alluding to. And, you know, m- one of the scriptures, you know, I love is trust in the Lord with all your heart, yeah. lean on, on, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, really what that means is, you know, if we're trusting in God, we're not just leaning to what we naturally think. We're looking to him. We're acknowledging him and everything that we do. Then, you know, there's not necessarily a right or wrong in every situation. There is in some, you know, 
but God's going to make your paths straight. And I think, you know, he's that light. And you preached on that a, a little while ago. Like mm-hmm. he's the light we need as we try to navigate the darkness. Yeah. I use that illustration of like being in the haunted house. And like, it was, that was what was the scariest thing about it was that it was pitch black. And, you know, like I got in the front of the group and just started like kicking, like I'm going to kick things. And I yeah. was kicking wall. Cause I just didn't want to, I didn't want anybody to grab me and then, you know, get scared and then be embarrassed. And now know? that I know that you were huskier, that story <laughs> right. actually makes a little more sense. <laughs> but it's like, here we go. I'm going to be out here. So it's like that, that's, I think that's what we do though, is like, we just run like kicking, like I'll just try this and try this. And it's like, but we actually can in the midst of uncertainty, walk with certainty. If we're looking to Jesus, like, I think I go back to like, you know, when Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life, no one comes to the father with me. It's like, Jesus doesn't say, I'm going to show you the way he's like, I am the way. So if our eyes are fixed on him, like he's going to show us. And that, that sounds really impractical. Like, you know, if somebody's saying, Hey, tell me, I'm just struggling with this anxiety or worry over, of stress about the future or decision, give me some practical things. And that doesn't sound very practical. Like, keep your eyes on Jesus. Like, no, tell me what to but, do. But, but, but it is. like it, it, it is. And if if we stop and think about it for a second, I think we are deceived here. What I've come to realize more and more is that my life is less affected by me knowing all the right answers than it is by me having the right people around me. Uh, like, where I yeah. am in my marriage is not really about how I figured everything <laughs> out. It's about who I married mm-hmm. and who God placed around us and who we learned from and who's influenced us. You know, um, when it comes to our church staff, like people, people often answer, ask me like, you know, we, God has really blessed our church. Like mm-hmm. we're really by his grace doing a great job here. But whenever they ask me how I'm like, Steve Renna, Justin mm-hmm. Wyatt, you know, Michael, this new children's guy, this new student guy, they're Lucas and Alec, but you know, they don't know <laughs> who they are. That, the yeah. people who've been here, yes. like, I, I think, in the church. I, I think, yeah. I think, so if we, if we, if we embrace that truth, cause it's so, it's so right. Mm-hmm. I've actually preached a sermon on that before about how much our life is affected by our journey is affected by the people with us. Yeah. Then we take Jesus who is the person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and that's the story in the boat, right? right. Like, yeah. They're going to die. Yeah. And he's like, have you not seen what I do already? <laughs> hey, guys, you remember me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, remember what I can do? <laughs> yeah. So why why are you afraid? Yeah. Like, well, what you're saying is so good because you think about if you've ever been alone in the dark, pitch black by yourself, it's scary. But it's it's still scary if you're with someone, but it's a lot less scary if you yeah. know someone that you trust right. is with you, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know, and you reach out, you know, it's kind of like. Like if you ever been on an airplane and experienced turbulence and like I've been in this situation where I experienced turbulence and the person that's next to me just reached out and grabbed my hand. I was like, oh, I guess we're friends now. But it's like yeah. it, there's something about people around you, having people around you that that does lessen the um, the scariness of yeah. fear. Is that the right way to say that? It lessens how the, the control it has because we know like we we have other people that we are leaning on who are with us and we can learn from people. Right, things. right. And so this is why, you know, so this is this isn't a quick fix. And I think a lot of the songs and a lot of the preaching today about faith over fear is trying to tell people who haven't developed their character, who haven't been walking with Jesus, will just have faith over your fear. And it's like, actually... You probably have reason to be afraid, you yeah. know, and and maybe this is an opportunity 
to begin to change that. Mm -hmm. And you might already have to deal with some of the consequences that have got you where you are. But if we are the people who are being influenced by Jesus, that's going to set us up for these times of darkness, these times of uncertainty, the best we could possibly be set up. Just like, you know, other people shaping us is going to help us best in a situation. Well, if we've been with Jesus, that's the best thing. So the best thing we can do about uncertainty is in our practical life, be spending time with God, letting him enlighten us, letting him shape us so that when we get to mm -hmm. these times, we are as prepared as we can be for those times. And I say all that to say his grace is with us at all of it. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So if, if someone came to you and was like, I'm struggling with this, like what we're talking about, darkness, like feeling like I, I'm just a lot of fear, worry. Um, what are some things that you would, as you would counsel or shepherd them through that, what would you say? And I'll, I'll start by saying, I think it's important to get to the root of why right. we're, mm. we're, we're afraid, why yeah. we're fearful, why we're paralyzed. And let's, let's, so let's talk about that. Is it because of, a you know, you want to be in control? Is it because you are fearful of, and I think a lot of, if we get to the root, you start digging and you start digging. So much of the root of this, um, and I say this like in my own heart, uh, not just like, hey, your problem is this, like my own problem is this. It's like it, a lot of it gets rooted in pride mm -hmm. and unbelief, like mm -hmm. pride thinking that I could, I can control things better than God can. And then unbelief of not truly trusting like who God is and his promises for me, uh, that he actually will do a better job yeah. <laughs> of leading me than I will of leading myself, yeah. that he will. Uh, so let's get to the root. And then like what you're saying, who are you walking with? Who's with you in the dark? Who do you have in that circle around you? Who is wise, who uh, maybe has been in the situation before, mm -hmm. or maybe you just, you can trust what they're going to say. Uh, they're not going to just, um, they're going to empathize with you, but not let you stay there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then the word is, you know, the, be in the word and in community. So what else would you add to that? Well, yeah, I don't know that I would add to that. I would say oh, wow. that, I would say that worry <laughs> yeah. is not trusting that job, that God will do his job. Mm -hmm. Bitterness is not believing that God did his job. Yeah. And peace is knowing that God will always do his job. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're worried it's, it's a sign that we don't trust God's going to come through or mm -hmm. has our best interest in mind. And if we're bitter, you know, it's, it's looking back and seeing that. And I, and I think that, you know, d depending on the trauma and things we've experienced, those are more nuanced and there's a lot more layers to that. But ultimately, I think, you know, the Bible is not this promise that we're not going to have trouble. In fact, Jesus says, mm -hmm. you will have trouble yeah. in this world, but take heart. I've overcome, overcome the world. It. And, and really the more you spend with Jesus, I think the more you realize how being with Jesus transcends the things that happen to you. And I don't fully understand why certain things happen and don't happen. But, you know, the more I spend with him, the more the truth that these light momentary afflictions are not worth comparing to the glory that will yeah. be revealed to us in heaven uh, becomes true. And, and I really think that's what Christian discipleship is, is it's how do I look to Jesus and who he has said I am and what he has said about my yeah. future in spite of what is going on around me. Mm -hmm. That is absolute truth right there. I think, you know, and you're in the, in the dark you turn on the light, right. <laughs> you know, like light is what makes the dark, not scary. Uh, you know, you turn on the light and these are all like, and it's Jesus is the light. So we look to him. I think, you know, a, a passage is talked about with fear a lot is, um, you know, that perfect, you know, there's, it's from first John, you know, mm -hmm. it says there is, there is no fear in love. 
Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. So it's like if we are walking in fear, we're not truly trusting who God is. Mm -hmm. But his perfect love, like if we will behold him, his, mm -hmm. his greatness, his power, his authority, his goodness, his mercy, his compassion, uh, if we will behold him for who he is, it gives us perspective. Mm -hmm. And then like that banishes fear. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting and it, it's starting to change as my kids get older, but my younger kids, if it's dark and they're scared and I'm there, yeah, they sleep sound. Mm -hmm. they're, they're okay. And I think that's great imagery for, you know, it may be dark. We may not know what's going on around us, but if we're with our father, we yeah. can have peace. You know, and <laughs> that's a great illustration. Like our father is with us sometimes by nature uh, in parenting. I am like, kind of just like, deal with it. Like you're going to be fine. And that's not like the Lord's heart for us. <laughs> and so, he, you know, he will often, the Holy Spirit will remind me of that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like in my own heart, like I'm like, oh God, that's not what I need. Or sometimes through my wife saying, yeah. hey, you need to, you're actually right. But that presence, like, you know, in their fear saying, you don't always have, like sometimes you want to just help them rationalize things away and be like, your fear is absolutely irrational. And here's the seven reasons why. Yeah. Or you're just present with them. Yeah. And their yeah. fear is gone because yeah. you're with them. And I think that is, that's God's promise to us. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. And so in the darkness, it is renewing our minds and the truth. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week when we talk about strange noises. But it is, so much of this is just clinging to the truth, renewing our minds in the truth and holding fast mm -hmm. to who God is. Mm -hmm. So if that's you, if you are, if oh, you're yeah. experiencing this kind of paral, paral <laughs> I can't talk, paralysis of, of worry, of, of fear, of, of the darkness about uncertainty, uh, the best thing you can do, well, the best things you can do, um, seek the Lord and seek counsel. Uh, get people around you who can who can understand who you can share with and who are going to help you because it's it's just a lot less scary in the dark with people. Yeah, and the don't want to be in the dark. Yeah, because yeah. you're trying to hide things. You know, yeah. um, that's why you're in the dark, mm -hmm. and it's just time for that to come to light. Yeah, step into the light. It exposes things. Mm, Jesus exposes. warned that, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's so much better. Mm -hmm. um, so much better, and. Uh, you know, if we can help you, like he said, any of this, man, we're here uh, mm -hmm. to help man or woman. We're here to help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if you have any questions, want to reach out, need to talk, feel free to message us, send us an email, uh, get in touch. And uh, next week, join us as we continue the conversation about fear, talking about strange noises. And Hello. <laughs> it's so funny when I was Hi. going over notes, it's I was like, strange I started voices. making like, <laughs> Like we're just gonna we're just gonna do weird sound effects. Let's do that. Let's talk about the strangest noises we've ever heard. Figure uh, it out before right, we I meet. Will think about that. Okay. All right. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll tune in next time. <laughs> thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. <laughs>